Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 49 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, T-Con's birthday! Yeah! Happy birthday, another, T-Con! Another one! Thank you! Another birthday! Another uh, one. Second birthday podcast in a row. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Um, and video games. Joining me this week is T-Con. Hello. Andrew. Hey. And Derek. Hello. Thank you for joining me today, gentlemen. How are we all doing? Pretty good. That's good. Great. Yeah. Again, I was I was thrown off because I was waiting for the intro music and then you just started talking about forgot. <laughs> you I don't hear the intro music. Yep. <laughs> well, the magic of post production. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to start off this episode by talking about a dream that I had. Oh. Oh. It, it included. Is, it gonna, is this dream going to be in, a, in an Xbox commercial? It might be. Um, so it was starring myself and number one fan of the show, Dan Santos. <laughs> we were we were in a field and we were having a Pokemon battle. But what we were doing is we were throwing balls, and I was like, "I choose you, Blastoise," and I would throw a ball, like a bouncy ball or something, and then I would run out into the middle of the field and pretend to be a Blastoise. <laughs> And I don't remember which one he was, but then he like he did the same thing. So I was like, my arms were like, I had him by my shoulders, and I was just pretending they were like Blastoise's water cannons, and I was just stomping around pretending to be a Blastoise. But in my mind, it was like an anime battle in my dream. <laughs> the and how hard about this is I can I can like <laughs> visualize the two of you doing this. <laughs> how uh, how old are your dream depictions of yourselves? Oh, it was like modern age. <laughs> I, I was 28 years old in this dream. <laughs> uh, and it was great. And I miss Dan Santos. And that is something, like yeah, T-Con you know, said, that's something we would absolutely would have done. Same here. Hello, Dan. I miss you dearly. Now that I can <laughs> say it to the world. Uh, so, yeah. Good I just wanted him. to let the world know that that happened. And it was wonderful. No shame. <laughs> But let's start this train with an email, gentlemen. We have an email from number two fan of the podcast, Steve. <laughs> Steve says, uh, I'm going to kind of summarize. He's got he's got three sections here. Uh, the first two, I'm oh just going to get to the point. And the third one is actually like a discussing thing, which is nice. So he said, General Kenobis, uh, he just wanted to let you know, Derek, that in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you could upgrade your weapons. You just need to go to the blacksmith where you pay with in-game currency uh to upgrade your armor and weapons it took him 15 hours of gameplay to figure it out so i don't remember apparently so, you mentioned something about not knowing that's how you did that you can upgrade them but it's not in the same sense that you can upgrade them in uh valhalla valhalla yeah i guess upgrade might be not be uh the best choice of words there okay cool you could up you by upgrading them and odyssey you upgrade their le their item level but it doesn't physically upgrade the weapon where in valhalla it literally like upgrades the weapon's stats it's uh how it many it more slots it could have yeah like more rune slots so it visually upgrades it so it is a little it is very different but okay. yes steve is correct you can upgrade your weapons but it's a little less cool exciting uh he wanted to let me know that you can i've been like super excited about how uh on your phone on the playstation and xbox apps you can start downloading uh things directly to your console he wanted to tell me that that is a thing you could do on the xbox one so i just didn't know because i never used it 
<laughs> uh, but apparently that's been around for a while. But it's a known fact that the Xbox One to Series X isn't necessarily a huge UI interface jump. It's more a performance jump. Um, was that something you could do on the PS4? Did any of you ever try that? Or is that I'm new? pretty uh, sure, yes. Okay. Yeah, I never tried on mine. All right. I didn't download the PlayStation app until I got the 5. Cool. I, I, yeah, I, I want to say I, I still don't have the PlayStation app, so <laughs> I haven't really used it for the PS5. <laughs> it's cool. I downloaded another game to my Xbox today while I was at work. I was listening to a podcast. They're talking about a game called Star Renegade. It's a roguelike, like Final Fantasy turn-based battler, which sounds really, really cool. Uh, so I'm gonna play that because it was on Game Pass, and I love Game Pass, and I love downloading stuff onto my console when I'm at work. And the future of video games is great. Um, all right, and the last thing that Steve said, he said that Adam said he had bought Jedi Fallen Order on Black Friday. I know you were all playing on your PS5s, but did you guys buy anything on sale for your backlog? I bought Jedi Fallen Order and Assassin's Creed Origin, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Jedi Fallen Order review potentially coming best steve so did any of you buy any black Fi- friday or cyber monday video game deals nope nope i, I saw that Big Red Dead Redemption 2 was on sale for like five dollars so i think i might pick that up just to have it for okay. that cheap even though that's not historically a game that i would have considered buying because it's only five dollars i feel i feel like it's too valuable not to get you know Hmm, that's fair. Derek, did you that get anything? Have... Oh, sorry, T-Con, go All ahead. All right, nope, Derek can go. Okay. I'm still looking. I don't think I I did. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely didn't. There was too many good new games that came out around that time, so I was buying those as opposed to getting older games cheap. I think I did buy something. Yeah, I'm in the... I think I got... So I think I was going to get Resident Evil 4 on the PlayStation, but I think I missed the sale. So, but um, PlayStation Now was on sale. So I got a year was worth of that. So it's, you can just stream a bunch of like PS2, 3, and 4 games. Mm-hmm. And Resident Evil 4 is on it. So I will eventually play it. And I think go. I got Resident Evil 2 and 3 for Black Friday, or maybe it was just a different sale. I think you got it before Black Friday. Maybe I don't remember the re- the remakes or the originals. The uh, remakes on my PC. Nice. Uh, I also yeah. Now that you say it, I bought Resident Evil Four on the PlayStation for what it was like ten bucks six or something. Bucks, it was, right? Yeah, it was super cheap. So yeah, I um, remember I got five and six a little while ago. Cool. Uh, all right. Thank you for that email, Steve. All right, boys, let's talk about the news. We got a couple of uh, release date announcements for some games. Andrew, uh, last week he was talking, when we were talking about uh, Hyrule, Hyrule Warrior Age of Calamity, yeah. he was like, man, I want to play more Musou games in in like games that I love the source material for. Boom, Persona 5 Strikers, which is a like, Persona 5 <laughs> Musou game. Like the next the day. The next day. Got I announced. mean, we, we knew that like in Japan, in Japan, it's called Persona Five Scramblers, and that released in February. Mm. But it is but, so like we. I've been waiting for the Western release for a while. Yeah, and we are going to be getting it on February twenty third, twenty twenty one. So Andrew, will you be playing this? You bet your ass, I will. <laughs> uh, I watched the trailer for it. It looks cool. Uh, it, yeah, it's got all that Persona Five charm and style to it for sure. 
yeah, it's like I like I love I like playing Muso games. I love Persona, obviously, and I have heard that it's like not necessarily canon, but it takes an interesting like you know twist on the their story. So I'm mm. very intrigued by uh by what this game is gonna do. Who is this character that's in a snowsuit? The white white snowsuit is that um what's her name Koisumi? The, the girl from Royal that's not in original Persona 5? I do not know what picture you're referring to. Uh, never mind then. Uh, it's just like all of the, the Phantom Thieves are there in their normal outfits. And then there's just this girl with thigh-high stockings. And she's just wearing this white winter coat. It's weird. Uh, anyways, so yeah, that's cool. Andrew's excited for it. I may pick that up depending on how you feel about it. Yeah, because uh, I am quite loving Persona Five. Uh, another game that officially got a release date is the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game. Yes, it is coming out on January fourteenth, twenty twenty one, and I believe the plan is for all four of us to play this together. Correct? Because it is be, a yeah. four player beat 'em up co op. I was just uh, I was just thinking today that I was like, man, we got we should play more co op games. We should. That'd be a really fun thing to do. Right. As a group. So especially with Scott Pilgrim, which I've never actually played the game for. The game is like the last box I need to check on my Scott Pilgrim consumption. <laughs> this is what I've yeah. only ever seen the movie. I feel like I'm one of the few people that I know that's actually played this game. I had it on my Xbox three sixty because I was a big fan of Scott Pilgrim when the game came out. Um it was mm. a little bit after the movie had come out. Uh it's super fun. I think I got up to uh, maybe the Kate and Nagi twins? I never beat it. Um, mm. So I am looking forward to going through it all again. It's got all the Anamanaguchi music in it, which is yeah, and all I so love, good. I love Anamanaguchi, so... Yeah, they're great, so I'm... I'm yeah, pretty excited for this. Let's see. Halo Infinite. The, so we got a small update. It is coming in fall of 2021, so it's almost a full year delay since uh they decided to delay it from the release of the xbox series x and s yeah wasn't it like supposed to be spring uh no so when they just say that when they delayed it, delay it when they delayed it initially they just said it was getting delayed indefinitely um so now we know it's going to be fall 2021 you got to imagine it's probably in the same window as when it would have come out this year uh and they released a couple of screenshots of uh some new multiplayer maps and whatnot and oh i didn't see those yeah so check that out um i don't know where those pictures went um crap they're not in the dock i thought it was part of this article that i had here anyways um yeah it looks cool it looks halo uh i think that's a big thing for everyone and kind of like part of why they delayed it is this game needs to wow and it it just looks it looks like halo it looks cool which is what I said when they initially saw it. Like apparently there was that big backlash about it, and I was I wasn't negative towards it at all. I was like, yeah, it looks like more Halo, which I love Halo. I'm always down for that. Um, but yeah, so we're they did say recently that we're going to be getting more news about it in the near future, and I don't think this is what they were talking about. But they also specifically specifically said it wasn't going to be at the Game Awards. Um, well, didn't they announce that it's called like Inside Infinite? Did they? Yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know. I th- I assumed that you had already seen it. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Huh. Well, um, hopefully that, that happens soon. 
I am doing a quick. Oh, never mind. No, this is just. Uh, <laughs> it's whatever they announced. I think it's just what they called the announcement of the the delay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, we're going to get more news on this soon, but we are a ways away from it. Halo Infinite, and that's assuming it doesn't get delayed another time. Um, oh god, don't say that. Hey, who knows, man. There there are rumblings now of a Battle Royale potentially in this game. The multiplayer is going to be free-to-play, which is an interesting thing. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, I know TCON... I think they kind of did that because COD is having pretty pretty good success with having warzone free to play yeah i feel like it's a tough time to have a um, online multiplayer that's not free to play like yeah um and halo and with like apex and stuff exactly there's all these big games out there that are doing it and it's stealing away all the attention so if you want to steal all the kids who play apex or play warzone you, you the easiest way to do it is to make your multiplayer free to play um yeah. so yeah I'm I'm optimistic for how this will turn out. I know Tcon and Derek, you are both big Halo fans, just like me. Oh God, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. wait for that game. I was very disappointed when I heard it was pushed back, but I'm gonna hope that that just means that you know they're doing the right thing and uh, the game will be amazing. Here's to hoping. Can't be worse than Cyberpunk, which <laughs> six minutes. Six and Cyberpunk minutes. came out or is coming out. Yeah. So Andrew, we got to. Uh, my next piece of news has to do with Cyberpunk, but uh, it would appear that that game is launching in six minutes from six when minutes. we are currently recording, uh, which means <laughs> I owe you a calzone because it was de- not delayed again. Uh, so we got to decide yep. if we want to get calzones for lunch tomorrow or if you want to save it as like a Friday. Yeah, I was talking to Jin today, and he goes, "Oh, you want calzones tomorrow?" Uh, sorry for my awful, awful gin impression. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I said yes. So yeah, right. we'll figure it out. All right. So we're either doing that uh tomorrow or or Friday. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe we can wait till Friday. So when they announce uh, Master Chief in the Game Awards for Smash on Thursday, <laughs> we'll just buy we'll each just, other calzone. Yeah, we'll just buy ourselves calzone and call it. A day. Oh yeah, that was the other bet. Yeah. Well, yeah. November has pa- well. We said, uh, what, what do we say? I get it was two in if release it's, month. Yeah, if it's within the release month of Halo Infinite, I get two Calzones, but I don't think that's going to happen. Anymore. So we have until November 2021. Which the last <laughs> character's coming out in December. I could see last character being Chief if it wasn't going to be By December, Luigi. not necessarily in December. True. Um, anyway, Cyberpunk 2077, which releases now in five minutes from when we are recording, uh, it's getting a 28 gigabyte console update. Uh, so this is going to be patch 1.02. I think there was already a 1.01, which wasn't that also a sizable like 40 something gig update. Yeah, but these are like supposed to clear up any or most of hopefully all the bugs that mm. um, people have been experiencing that got like early review copies. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, so- I would hope so because from what I've heard. Uh, the last you know week of of podcasting and and the gaming industry has been very rife with cyberpunk reactions. And yeah. I mean, I'm so, and like before this patch stuff, news, just buggy. Yeah, yeah, before the before the patch news, it was all very concerning. For sure. Um, it sounds like um, like they're on the level of Bethesda Fallout Skyrim style bugs. 
which if it is that type of game, then I don't know. That just seems to always come with the territory, but it did seem from all the reviews, it seemed a little extra egregious compared to those. And it was a little concerning that in, in all of the, the news outlets reviews, they weren't allowed to use their own footage. They had to use footage provided by CD project red, which made it sound like, yeah, we don't want you showing people what this game looks like before it's launch day. Um, well, they probably had a more finished product, so that's probably why they wanted to have them use their own stuff and not what they had, because they probably had an earlier version of it. So I mean, or they wanted to know. specifically cherry pick what they were showing people. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to be so positive. Yeah, I know I you are. So long, and I just don't want this to be another anthem because I will cry. Uh, it won't. This game is getting anthem. Got like fives and sixes when it released. This is getting nines and tens. People seem to really, really like this game, and that if it can get over its technical issues, it seems like it's going to be yeah. easily a game of the year contender. And it seems yeah. that with these day one patches, that the large majority of those issues will be fixed. Yeah. So, so. I don't. I don't know if. PC will be getting one, so when it unlocks in a couple minutes, I'll try and download or open it, and I can let you know how big of an update. Don't you dare. If, if you get a quality dip in your microphone because you're trying to boot up <laughs> Cyberpunk, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you wait until we're done with this. You got that, boy? Uh, anyway, so yeah, look forward to that. By the time you're hearing this, we would have all played Cyberpunk, and we'll have a big update. Our plan is next week we're going to do a big Cyberpunk episode. We will because we all will have put in a good amount of time. Also, I'm surprised. Everyone's saying it takes about 20, 25, 30 hours to beat, which I was expecting this to be an 80-hour game. Uh, but that does not Yeah, I heard the, the main quest line is shorter, but there's, like, like Skyrim, so much side stuff to do. So I think if you just mainline the quest, it's kind of short. Yeah. I, I've heard that it's, it's in comparison to those... Uh, like Skyrim and Fallout, that it is short in comparison to those, even with all of the side stuff. There's just not as much... Like, it's a more... Like, Night City is nowhere near the size of the Skyrim map or the um, the Fallout maps. But it's, it's so It's much dense. more condensed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, like, because we all heard the, uh, you know, the headline of, oh, Cyberpunk developer has 175 hours in the game and, like, isn't even close to being done or whatever, right? And so it seems that a big part of that is just side quests. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I want to say the review I read um, said they had clocked in a little over 50 hours and they hadn't even like <clears throat> touched half of the side quests, but had finished like the main yeah. story, obviously. So it's going to be one of those things where you play it up until a point where you're like, okay, like I'm done with this. Like that happened to me with fallout four. It's I was bopping along, just doing my own thing, enjoying my gameplay. And I hit a moment where it's, I was just, okay, I'm done with this. I'm ready to finish the main story and then be done. So, um, uh, also I, I bet the, the, those early, like, you know, 20 to 30 hour ranges are a little skewed because with the, such a short window, that reviewers had to they had to rush they like literally had to mainline it if they wanted to be Probably able to get yeah, threw yeah. It on easy mode and just ran right through because yeah. when you hear 175 hours and then they give you the review code six days before the game comes out then or before <laughs> the review embargo lifts even like then you've you find kind of feel the pressure of oh shit i need to get this done well thank god uh, Cyber, uh cd project red 
freed them up from having to capture video footage. Like that would have really taken a long time. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of question marks around this whole review process. Yeah. Well, we will know. But, you know, hopefully the game is, it lives up to the hype. So I'm sure as soon as this podcast ends and Tcon starts playing it, we are going to get updates uh, across the, like he's going to send us text updates nonstop all night. Just out of curiosity. I, I can't wait. My body is I know, I know you're playing on PC. What are, what are you playing on Derek? So I am currently downloading it on PC just basically to see if it runs on my computer. Okay. Uh, and if it does, I probably might end up just playing it on PC. But I was thinking of just testing it. If it doesn't, I'll, re- I'll refund it on Steam, and then I'll, I'll get it on PS5 in the morning. Excellent. Andrew, I know you um, said you pre-ordered it on I might PS5. Double dip. You, you, yes. you bit the bullet. Yep. I, uh, after hearing and reading a lot of reviews <laughs> i decided i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do it because it seems you know like i said i wasn't gonna get it unless it was like in the 910 range and that's where it is so yeah uh, oh baby yeah so there i decided go. i'm gonna play it i'm pretty much done with most of the other games i was playing anyway so like it just makes figure, sense. yeah it just it makes sense i feel it's my due diligence to play it for game of the year discussions um and uh, the more I hear, heard and thought about it, the more interested I was. And I, I've always liked the cyberpunk, you know, aesthetic. So, yeah. um, so I did pre-download it on my PlayStation Five. Uh, I'm a little sad that it's the PS4 version, but it, you know, it should be fine. Yeah. As long as I can transfer my save to the PS5 upgrade, then we're good. Which you should be able to. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say they already confirmed that and what some of like the what the upgrades will be uh i'm gonna be playing it on my xbox series x i'm excited to do Ooh. that oh yeah well, that's I'm cool be, that means I'm gonna we'll be a have different... the full scope exactly i feel like a lot of the third party games i'm going to probably play on my series x one because i like the controller better two it's a little bit faster and theoretically should perform better and three i want to be able to compare and contrast with you guys who are going to be i know andrew you'll just be playing everything on your playstation so it'll yep. be a good way to kind of compare to each other um, yeah i'll pretty much only be playing like ps exclusives on my playstation everything else i mainly play on my pc yep. yeah i don't have my pc does not have the specs specs for me to call I'll it sell my, you mine uh, so i can build a new one nope <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I invested my money in the new console so i wouldn't have to bother upgrading my pc um all right anyways moving on we're going to talk about cyberpunk enough next week naughty dog veteran joined zenimax to work on a new unannounced triple a ip quentin cobb who has worked on both the last of us and uncharted 4 as a game designer has now joined zenimax who as a reminder is the parent company to bethesda and is owned by microsoft so they are basically working on what you can assume is an Xbox exclusive unannounced triple I triple A IP game. So uh, I thought I read that he's joining Zenimax online. Is is did it, did it clarify that it was just Zenimax in in one of the articles? So uh, the article I'm reading, the headline says Zenimax online, but the article itself just says Zenimax. So I don't know. If okay. you scroll down in the article, it's it brings up Zenimax online again. Okay, so, so he's what, definitely working on a. Uh, like MMO or multiplayer game then. Yeah, it says that the um the project has already pulled in veterans from games like Destiny, Red Dead, Shadow of Mordor, XCOM. Oh, okay. So and this Battlefield. is the Zenimax Online is the team that makes Elder Scrolls Online. Yes. Interesting. Okay. 
So, uh, how do we feel about that then? Is that something that interests you guys? Like, have any of you played ESO? No, no. It interests uh, it interests me less than it would would it be a single player AAA IP. Okay, I'm kind I, of with you I there. dabbled in ESO, but it's kind of difficult just doing it by yourself. It's kind of like wow, you want people to play with, and I just. Yeah. Didn't get invested enough to start playing like with randos and get into a guild, and I'd like pick it up, and I'd stop playing. Yeah, that's the problem with all of these um, these big multiplayer online games for me is that unless there's a consistent base of my friends who are playing it consistently, um, then I probably just won't even bother. Like even League of Legends, we only play like every now and then. Yeah. Uh, so it would take like one or two of you guys to like really get committed to one of these games for me to even consider it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's hard to really commit to an online game. Um, it's still exciting though that uh, Microsoft, yeah, and Xbox as a whole is going to start getting these bigger AAA IPs and new stuff is welcomed. You know, they need to start yeah. making their stuff to compete with the long-lasting franchises of Nintendo and Sony. Yeah, like I said, I want Microsoft to succeed, like more than anything. <laughs> yeah. So any any positive news in Microsoft's wheelhouse is good in my book. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, last piece of news: Ghost of Tsushima has won the Player's Voice Award at the Game Awards. This is a little bit of an early thing. The Game Awards themselves are happening tomorrow, and we will be watching them all together and talking about them a bit probably next week on the results. But they always announce the winner of the Player's Voice Award early. And in a big surprise, Ghost of Tsushima took the win over things like um, the big one being The Last of Us Part Two, uh, Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy, Hades. Uh, what are our thoughts on this? I, I don't think it Ghost. is a surprise. No? Yeah, I'm not surprised either. From what I've heard and all of the kind of opinions I've seen, in the last six months it seems that like the last of us is the darling child of the industry and it's the game that reviewers love to you know jack themselves off over whereas ghost is the player's game this is the game that i hear a lot of consumers rave about and anytime that i ask anybody who is like just a fan of games what they liked the best this year it's most of the time they say ghost hmm uh, I mean, it so was, this makes sense to me. Yeah, I personally enjoy Ghost of Tsushima more than The Last of Us Part Two, and I think it's really, really cool that it won this. Uh, it makes me hopeful that hey, maybe, yeah. maybe The Last of Us Part Two won't win every award at, at <laughs> tomorrow. <But laughs> However, you have to keep in mind that the fan vote only counts for ten percent of the Game Awards categories. Exactly. Um, but there is some scuttlebutt online. It it mimics the the, the U.S. elections quite a bit, where like people are crying fraud and people are creating fake accounts to do like extra voting and stuff. And it's just like, who cares, dude? Yeah. <laughs> just shut up. If someone it's cares like that much you're about, com you're complaining about potential fraud about a, a fake award. Like, yeah. An, a, a board that means nothing. Um, but anyways, so yeah. Uh, shout out to ghost of Tsushima. I think it's an amazing game. Tikon, I think you need to play. It. I think you will really like it. It's the best Assassin's Creed game that's ever been made. It's true. Uh, so now that I got the PS5, so part of the reason I didn't get it was because I have an original PS4. So like, I mean, the me too. Newer games, I feel like don't play as well on them, especially on mine. Mine's gotten kind of laggy and buggy. 
I I played Ghost on my original PS4, and let me tell you, I experienced very minimal graphical or performance issues. So really, yeah. I don't know. I I, I think I got lucky I with that. I knew I was this getting year. the PlayStation, so I was like, I'll just wait. Uh, so I may just get on my PS5 and give it a whirl. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, all right, that's all I have for news. How are we feeling? Does anyone want to take a break, or should we roll right into what we've been playing? Yes? No? No one wants a break? Sure. Yes. All right, let's roll right let's into it. it then. Uh, Tikan, you yes. haven't been on in a very long time, so why don't no. you why don't you go first? Tell us what, what games have you been playing as of late? Oh, okay. Uh, long list. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I beat Spider-Man. What were your thoughts was, on it? Uh, I absolutely love that game. I think uh, it was definitely better than the first, where they just kind of polished and like refined. I liked the addition of his powers, like the ones that Peter doesn't have, like the invisibility and the Venom Strike. I thought they did really good with that. Uh, the story was really good. Overall, I think that was an amazing game. Solid. Uh, what else? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Assassin's Creed on my PlayStation as well. Valhalla? Yeah. What do you think of that? I'm curious. It's okay. Uh, it hasn't really grabbed me very hard. Uh, I I just defeated like the first guy that you he kills your father and then you finally Keep get revenge there. on him. And right. yeah, Coach Ev or Coach Keep, Jeff. I don't know. There. Yeah. Uh, so now I got to sail to this other place and I saw how far it was and went, yep, okay, I'm done for now. Um, we, you and I are kind of in similar spots. I, <laughs> You're still the beginning of the game. I, I just got, I'm like seven or eight hours in and I just got the title screen uh, or like the Assassin's yeah. Creed. And so like the next, I turned it off at that. So I'm on my way to England. So uh, and like the, <laughs> all the skills and stuff, like, I don't know because there's just so many and it doesn't like say like, oh, this way you're this kind of person this way and this. And I'm just looking at him like, man, there's so much. I don't want to deal with this right now. So then I stop playing. Yeah, I don't like how it kind of you start in the center and it it's just like a big circle as opposed I mean, to a so tree. Because I, I feel can. like it doesn't the 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 abilities aren't necessarily grouped together in ways where like this is a stealth build this is a melee build this is a tank build it feels like yeah everything is kind of spread oh, out I, so you can't really focus on one particular apparently type of build. like you i think you can take back things that you buy and put them in other places oh that's good to know you, you can it's know. you can respec at any time for free oh okay. like, there's no cost also there it's built it's in split into thirds is it? Yeah, the top yeah, there's third. Yeah, like red, yellow, and blue. Yeah, the top third is like warrior, Viking. The bottom third is like ranged, and the uh, or the the blue third is like ranged. Then the yellow third is like assassin skills. Huh. I didn't catch also, on. Also, if, if you zoom all the way out, you can see all of like the big skills that like give you like a passive or something. Yeah, I have I have looked I over all uh, of this. Do that. I don't know. Maybe it just hasn't grabbed me. So I'm just been kind of like. Yeah. And I've been playing like a bunch of other games too that I'm just like, yeah, you know, like today I was like, yeah, I'm going to play some Assassin's Creed. I'm just going to hop my computer real quick just to check something out. And I was like, 
Uh, I'm already on my computer. I'm going to play more Ori. And then <laughs> I played Ori for like two hours. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That's what I like to yeah. hear. What do you yeah. think of that? Oh, dear God. That game is absolutely beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I like it so much better than Hollow Knight. I mean, I loved Hollow Knight. Better than Hollow Knight. Um, yes, I like it better than Hollow Knight. It's Ooh. faster. I think it's more fluid. And I, I, am, I excel at like a faster pace when it comes to platformers um or just like fighting games in general so like in mortal Kombat, i play most of the i i play the faster of the ninja and mostly only the ninja just because they're so much faster and i'm just better with that um i i think the combat i like the combat better um i like the abilities better and i'm just I'm, i've been blowing through it i'm like yeah i'm just gonna play for a little bit and then like two hours later i'm still playing I'm like oh, i gotta i gotta eat <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been playing that. Uh, I played a little bit of Bug Snacks. What are your thoughts on Bug Snacks? It's okay. I mean, it's it's like funny and it's all right. It hasn't really. That's another one like Assassin's Creed. I'm like, yeah, you know, play a little Bug Snacks, and I play something else. You get distracted. Yeah. Well, yeah. what is your favorite Bug Snack? Just out of curiosity. Uh, well, I'm not super far, but so far I'd say the bunger. It's a, everyone. <laughs> it's gotta be the bunger. It's Always really the funny. bunger. Bunger, bunger, yeah. bunger. I love the bunger. Uh, what else? I've been playing a ton of Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um. So Jeff knows before before I had played a little bit of Resident Evil 7, it was okay. Uh, I pretty much stopped where all of you guys stopped. Um. And before that, the only Resident Evil game I ever played was Raccoon City. Uh, in high school, we were all excited for it. Like, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up two. And I am absolutely loving it. It's amazing. But I just got to the point where Mr. X follows me around now. And uh, my stress level went through the roof. <laughs> and... I got to the point, I came around the corner, and he punched through a wall. I screamed, jumped out of my chair, went and saved, and I stopped, and I haven't played since. Because <laughs> I was like, I need a break. That was horrible. Because I, I don't normally get scared that easily, but that... Yeah, that got me, that got me pretty good. Yeah, that, <laughs> that game definitely has its moments, for sure. Yeah, and... Not really a big fan of this Mr. X dude following me around because now I'm like, I'm just rushing everything, trying to do stuff, and I'm not doing things correctly because I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna come and kill me. And then there's sometimes when you'll like think that you're far enough away, and then you walk out a door, yeah. and there he is. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I walked out of a door, and he punched a hole through the fucking wall, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, been playing that and. I feel like there's more. Uh, oh, my Cyberpunk just finished downloading, so I'm going to play <laughs> after. Uh, I mean, going through my long list of games here, I think that's it. I mean, I've been playing like uh, Apex Legends. Oh, COD Zombies. I got Black nice. Ops. I didn't install multiplayer or campaign because I don't care about either because I've heard <laughs> multiplayer is a complete buggy shit show. Zombies is somewhat buggy, but it's at least playable, and I think it's the only redeeming quality. Though I will say I am getting kind of burnt out on doing the same map over and over because we get to, like, between level 30 and 40 almost every time we play. Really? Um, Yeah. 
And Had he, like, were you a big uh, zombies player before? Uh, oh, oh yeah. I, so I never had COD. F- I never had World at War, but which is the best Call of Duty? But I played copious amounts of Black Ops One and Two Zombies. Um, and okay. They were amazing. Uh, I think I think Zombies was at its best in two and three. I I didn't play three. Three was yeah. Three was like they kind of the overall feel of the game was at its peak, but they added a lot of weird things like the gobblegums, which are basically like this microtransaction pay to win type of deal where you could bring a loadout of five like bubblegum balls uh, that you could pay money that you could pay points for in the game. <laughs> and then they would give you different things. And there were certain ones that were straight up, like get a free perk uh and so and there's one that's like a legendary one that's give all the perks that exist like in the game and so it would give oh. you like eight perks and they're in zombies there's a four perk cap so uh those kind of became busted and so they were a little bit pay to win um but in general the feel of three was my favorite um, i mean it's it's really good it it feels kind of like uh black ops one and two um they're supposed to be i guess i don't know if there's going to be a new map coming but they're going to be bringing some more weapons in they're going to be bringing in um a couple more perks right now there's six perks they're going to be bringing in like mule kick and i think double tap double tap's Um, not in the game right now no so right Hmm. now it's deadshot daiquiri uh jugs Speed Cola, Quick Revive, Stamina Up, and then I think this is a new one, Elemental Pop. Mm. So now you can get uh, ammo mods. So you can get one that every so often sets zombies on fire, electrocutes them, frees them, or my personal favorite, it's called Brain Rot. So every 30 oh, seconds, yep. I think, you when you hit a zombie, uh, it turns into like a friendly zombie and it'll go around and kill other zombies and it just one shot zombies. So it's, <laughs> it's really good. But if you get elemental pop every like 10, 15 seconds, doesn't matter what ammo mod you have. It has a chance to just apply a random ammo effect. So it's actually a really good perk. And like, you can, you can upgrade your perks with, they're called Ethereum crystals. So while you're playing after you hit certain levels or if you, Exfil out, you get them. So like you can upgrade your perks to do better. They have these, like, you can pick one special power to have that. It's like a, a rechargeable item or whatever. So I normally use healing aura because I leveled it up all the way. So if anybody goes down, I just hit a button and it automatically picks them up and like hundred percent heals you. So you get like a ton of points for doing that. So you can upgrade those. You can upgrade all your different weapon classes. So they do like more damage or you can have more attachments on them. Um, it's pretty good. I, I like it. I think once yeah. it gets more maps and stuff, it'll be a little better. It won't be as stale from doing the same map over and over again. Is yeah, there currently more... only one in the game. Yeah, and then there's and it's the like a it's like game. a weird. It's kind of a remake of uh, Nocturne Toten, but not really. Like they expanded it a lot and reskinned it. Hmm. Yeah, um, so I think 
the like inside area there's like one part i think that is nocter totem but then there's a a massive like map around it yeah i don't know it's good i like it uh it's just we've been playing it pretty much nightly and it's like two hours and i'm just kind of getting tired of the the same map, yeah. doing the same thing, yeah. getting the maybe, same weapons. Maybe more maps will draw me back in, because I yeah. want to love, I want to keep playing zombies, but it's just getting to be too much, I think. They had a pretty pretty broken bug that they just fixed in this patch, where you could go down to uh, the armor and weapon mod station, and what you would do is you'd have Sam, somebody stand next to you. So we would do this with this one shotgun, because you get a legendary and Triple pack a punch. This it's a one shot kill. Like, uh, super high up. Like at level forty, it's still one shotting everything. Yeah. So what you do is you re-roll your attachments on it, and then you have the person standing next to you spam the pickup button because it like throws the gun out real quick as it like re-rolls the attachments. So there's like a split second where they have a chance to grab the gun out of the air. So get they get a copy of the gun. So you just get a free gun where that's like triple pack a punch. So you don't have to spend fifty thousand points. You have somebody else do it, hmm. but they fix it, so we can't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah, that's my long list of games. Sorry, that was very long. <laughs> that's okay. It's been a while since you've been on. Yeah, uh, and I've been playing a lot the past couple of weeks. Andrew, you beat Hyrule Warriors. I have beaten Hyrule Warriors. Do you see what I'm saying now? Yes. About it kind of being questionable. Yeah, I am wondering. I have many questions. I too. Derek, have you started playing it yet? No, that was like, I I was going to download it today, actually, and I didn't. Okay, now you're going to play Cyberpunk. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, Andrew and I talked a bit about it uh, when we saw each other earlier. And yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> they, made, they made some choices. And yeah, when you get there, we'll talk about it. But yeah, what did you think overall, Andrew, besides just yeah, the weird taste it left in the mouth? Uh, It's fine. You know, like I it's not super far removed from the gameplay feel of Hyrule Warriors, the original. Um, so really the only thing I was in it for was the story and with my thoughts on that kind of overshadowing my thoughts in the gameplay, it, I don't really know where I stand with it. Um, <laughs> so it's more of a, it, it's kind of a bigger question to me now than just what the game itself gives me. Uh, Is which, this going to, uh, oh, sorry. Nope. No, go ahead. Is this going to be a necessity for Breath of the Wild too? Nope. No. Cool. And that's that's part of the and that's part of it. Yeah. Um. But I'm once uh at least you play it, Derek. We'll discuss it a little more. But uh, it's 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 is just it connected at all to Breath of the Wild. I will talk. Like... I, I will talk to you separate. Assuming you're never going to play this game, Tikan, I'll talk to you about it later. Yeah, because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get into spoilery stuff for people who do want to play it. And I know Derek said he does want to play it. All yeah, right, that works. so we'll we'll discuss it a little further in the future. But it basically it, it it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 basically all I have to say about Woo-hoo! it. It makes some choices. Yeah, <laughs> choice. It does make choices. Uh, what else are you playing, Andrew? <laughs> um, 
that's about it really yeah uh, i've mo- that i've only really been playing that uh and resident evil okay um Solid. so i uh i played a little bit of demon souls um but that i haven't really gotten super far in that i finally like found the person who you talk to to open up the four other uh archstones which means i can now go to any of the four other worlds and so i am trying to figure out now which one of those isn't going to kill me (laughs) Uh, the big questions yeah and it's like it's so that particular moment in the game is a little frustrating because there once you go back to the nexus after beating the the second boss um there's a cutscene that plays and it's like it shows you like okay go up these two flights of stairs um and then go up to where this statue is and it says specifically like you have to find the monumental and when it says that it there's this big panning shot of this like giant statue and i've heard someone else tell this exact story (laughs) and it's like so you assume okay that statue is the monumental so you go up the stairs and you're like trying to interact with the statue and i'm like walking around and i'm like i have no idea what to do right now but apparently what the actual thing is and keep this in mind when in any of you guys play uh is that you there's just this like random fucking torso on the ground with a talking like baby head with an with a lit candle next to it and that's the dude you have to talk to <laughs> it's stupid yeah it's an old game that they just kind of polished so it does yeah. think it's gonna have flaws like that so once you do that then you can actually upgrade your weapons and stats and then you can go to the archstones um so i will likely be i think going back and forth with that and cyberpunk depending on how much uh i like cyberpunk so um that's it for me solid but jeff i have a question for you okay how's the xbox uh the xbox is pretty sweet uh and yakuza like a dragon is quickly becoming an um, one of my favorite games of the year maybe i was talking to dante a bit about it i think he said it's his current uh game of the year yakuza like a dragon is so cool uh i love turn-based jrpgs that's no secret and i like it when they each do something unique and different kind of like bravely default has its brave and default mechanic where you're kind of like stockpiling actions and then you can like unload them all on one turn or uh legend of dragoon has like timing based uh executions that you have to nail to do stronger attacks this game so it's turn-based but you're not standing like it's not like your guys are standing in a line and then the enemies are standing in a line they're kind of just you're in street fights basically and they're just roaming around and if i go and attack a dude he runs up to him and, and punches the dude and then that guy falls over and now the main character ichiban whoever i use they are standing where they punched the guy and then that guy goes flying a couple feet and then say it goes to my next guy's turn if i have the reflexes and can do it fast enough and attack that dude who's now on the ground before he stands up then i do bonus damage because he's on the ground and i basically i run up and curb stomp him instead of doing the normal attack you do on him but say i try to do that and in my haste i don't realize that there is another enemy standing in between me and the guy who's down and i choose to attack the guy who's down the guy that's in between us will grab me and throw me to the ground and do damage to me so it's kind of like this interesting spatial awareness thing going on and you get rewarded for paying attention to your surroundings uh like, if you do a basic attack uh, 
on someone and right next to you when you start the attack if there just happens to be an object uh you will pick it up and you'll beat them at least ichiban does i don't know uh if any of the other characters do but ichiban will i've seen him pick up traffic cones i've seen him pick up vending machines i've seen him pick up a bicycle and he just beats the shit out of people with it and does bonus damage <laughs> and it's it's so cool and interesting and fun and i still uh, i might be like five or six hours in at this point and i still haven't like done a ton because it's all story buildup but it's it's also interesting and cool and i'm super invested and allison loves watching me play because she's super invested in the story too uh it's just so charming and silly and it does it's like strikes the perfect balance of taking itself serious but knowing when it can have fun with its subject material and, and i don't know it's great all of the characters are fun and written and performed so well i highly recommend playing this game especially if you like uh jrpgs i've never played any of the other yakuza games but if they are as well like written and have such an intriguing story and world as this i might go back and visit them someday but i am loving the the jrpg aspect of this one quite a bit uh this is the first jrpg yakuza game correct correct all the other ones were kind of third person action games they're Uh, they're more like uh like beat-em-ups yeah um but yeah i'm enjoying it a ton uh it's overtaken assassin's creed as kind of the game i prefer to play I don't know how much more I'm going to go back to Assassin's Creed, especially with Cyberpunk now being out. Uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> shut up, Tika. I'm loving Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon, uh, and I would, I it would be cool if you guys checked it out and saw. Uh, if, well, if, if isn't it, it isn't it a timed exclusive for Xbox, or is it also on PC? No, it's on PC, and it's also oh, on okay. PlayStation. It's just a time. I think the series x enhancement is an exclusive so there's no ps5 version right now but you can buy the ps4 version on your ps5 and honestly interesting it's not gonna have a huge difference the only thing is gonna be and i think because it's still be on an ssd the loads will still be the same this game Mm -hmm. suffers from the you know how in like old load screens they would give you information about the game but the game loads so fast i don't have a chance to read that stuff Sure. Uh, <laughs> so it just like fades in and immediately fades out and i have no idea what any of it's trying to tell me but uh just yeah. start reading super fast this game's super cool um i'm really really digging it uh and yeah if you're looking ever looking for something to play it'd be cool if you could play it a bit before the end of the year but it's also a huge investment especially yeah in that's coming like out. i've already got two big investment games i'm yeah. playing and i'm afraid i'm afraid it's not going to get the credit that's due when we start talking about game of this year stuff in a couple weeks uh but we'll we'll cross that road when we get to it. i'll just have to fight really yeah. hard i mean at I, least I, just, get it nominated for things. I made it i made it uh i wish that it had come out earlier in the year then i would uh, would have given it a real shot yeah i'm uh, going to try to play it uh, i think you'll love it uh yeah Derek. i really do Dante suggested I play Yakuza Zero first. I have also uh, heard that's a really good one to play. So I think I'm gonna play that first, but I know it's I'm pretty sure it's relatively short. Um and I already own it, so I think okay. I'm gonna play Yakuza Zero and then uh try to play Like a Dragon before the year's end. Sweet. Um yeah. Everyone play Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's it's special. Uh, that's it's a very special game. It's doing something unique that i've never seen yeah i have seen i have seen a couple things from it and i think just based on its style and humor alone i would love it yeah um so i will definitely at some point play it if not by the end of this year cool 
so yeah, that's it for me. It was just bouncing back and forth between Assassin's Creed and Yakuza and my regular Saturday morning Persona, which God, I love Persona. That game's incredible. I'm glad. I'm glad you've come around on it. Yeah, it's because I was uh, I was starting to get a little concerned during it your, takes uh, it takes your a, earlier impressions. It takes a little bit to get into for sure, but once yeah, you're once it, you get to sixty hours, then it gets good. <laughs> and it's not like the beginning of it wasn't good. It's just a bit overwhelming, and but like eventually you get the hang of it all. And the yeah. game constantly tells you to take your time. That's like what it says in the corner of the loading screen. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, take your time. Play Persona Five, uh, Royal. Uh, all right, Derek, round us out. What have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing uh, quite a bit of Valhalla. Okay. Um, I the game is kind of I think at, at, for me it's it's grabbed me. Okay. Um, I think the most ex- I I finally found like a build to go for I guess. Uh, and I, I think I talked about it last time. I, I the berserker like, build. Yeah, specifically the ability to dual wield with uh two handed weapons. Um, because I preferred those kind of that kind of like slow uh pace um in in combat so uh i was able to get that perk and i was able to i like found an axe that uh, a two-handed axe that its perk is um when you get a critical chant or critical hit it lights your weapons on fire Hmm. Um, and so I deal, dual wield that with a sword that deals poison damage on heavy attacks. So I'm just like my uh, the best part is that when you do like the um, special attack, which I guess it's either with with a shield, it's block. But if you have two weapons, it's like a special attack. Uh, and it's you he, he, like literally Avor just like starts like slowly spinning faster and faster. And when you get a critical hit in the middle of this spinning move, your weapons just light on fire. And then all of a sudden, all these guys are just getting lit on fire as you're spinning <laughs> around in circles. <laughs> it's fucking Solid. so satisfying. It's so much fun. <laughs> and it's made the combat like it's just like trying to like position myself to try to nail that like combo is is really fun. It doesn't work at all in one on one battles because it takes a really long time to like spin up. But um, it is super satisfying when you're just like doing a raid and there's just like guys everywhere and you just start spinning around in circles and they're all just on fire. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm like twenty plus hours in now. Okay. I think, and uh, I'm like starting to get to the point where the game is like opening up more and more. Um. So like yeah, like I said last time, like you guys aren't even in the game yet. I'm just starting. The game. <laughs> like, <laughs> Eight hours in, I'm just starting the game. Get, getting to England is when like, hey, like they throw everything else at you and say, all right, here's like what the actual gameplay is instead of like what this little small tutorial that is uh, in Norway. And you can actually, I think, just go back to Norway if you want. If you want to like go back and do all like the extra stuff that's still there oh yeah Uh, i haven't even done all of that stuff either yeah well there's two sections in norway one of them the recommended level is one and the other one it's like 258 yeah i think and i tried in the end game yeah i tried to do one of the mysteries and i just fought a guy who punched me in the face and i instantly died and i was like okay Uh, I don't think he was in a cave. It was just like in a snowy oh, field. I had a guy in a cave, and he 
Fuck oh, my shit. No, up. that guy's in the level one area. <laughs> yeah, I know, and he fucked my shit up. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> no, there's a guy that you have to fight in the level 258 area, and he just he kills you in one I hit. And didn't insane. even know there was a 258 area. Yeah, if you zoom out, there's only two sections of the map in Norway. But oh. um, anyways, yeah, I, I'm getting there. I maybe I'll play it in the next week. Yeah. It depends on how much I, I get obsessed with Cyberpunk. I mean, I I feel like it's it, it it's I. Like a game where, and I kind of approach this with Origins and Odyssey too, where like you you just play it when you want to play it, and eventually like you'll think start thinking about it more, I guess. Yeah, like I I have enjoyed Yakuza Like a Dragon way more than Assassin's Creed Valhalla over the last week, but every like one or two nights, I was just like, I wanna, I'd rather play Assassin's Creed. I wanna explore that right. world. That game is so perfect. I'd just be like, all right, yeah, just go, just go. I don't have to think a lot about playing Assassin's Creed. It just kind of happens. It fills my right. time. It you occupies just my brain. Play it. Yeah, and it does a good job at that. But there are too many other good games out around it that make right. it so that it's like this isn't what I want to be doing right now. Yeah, yeah. But I, maybe I, I, maybe in February or something. Well, no, because then Bravely Default Two is coming out. <laughs> maybe there will be a lull at some point, and I'll play more of this game. But we'll see. Um, so I, I did end up uh, putting it down though, because um, I've kind of I think I've gotten my my the uh, out of it what I need for for game of the year discussions. Not that it would be in that. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. So I but I because I wanted to I want to play Miles Morales. So I started playing um, Spider Man Remastered. Okay. Um, and wow, uh, it feels so different uh, than like this ps4 version just because really? of the the 60 frame per second uh like it just feels so like fluid and smooth it, like the combat already felt good in the game hmm. but at 60 frames per second it just like is awesome it makes that much of a difference oh yeah that's so cool did you I have to did, download it yeah did, did you play it or jeff did you play or jeff and andrew do you guys play miles morales in performance mode or like visual mode. mode i played yeah. in performance everything that i've heard is everyone yeah. says this like seeing the the light reflecting in like a reflection in a window isn't worth losing out on the locked 60 yeah so, like, I, like the minimal I, upgrade from the visual isn't worth like the dip yeah. in performance i tested the performance versus uh graphics mode on both spider-man and demon souls and yeah the graphics modes chugged like I was getting like not even close to to like sixty frames, let alone like maybe not even thirty. Yeah, yeah. And so, my big thing is that even in performance road mode, those games look gorgeous. Yeah, you know? right, right. So it's I, like it's like we've said a lot before. You know, it's diminishing returns at this point. The difference between 1080p to 4K in my eyes is like not barely noticeable but it's negligible compared to the difference the game will feel on 30 versus 60 right mm. that's so i know t i think was it today or yesterday they released an update for miles morales where there's a new mode and it's uh 60 frames per second plus the ray tracing but the resolution is like way lower so it's like 1080 i, I think ray it's tracing like 60 the, that's weird they're saying it's it's around 1080p to 1440p depending on i don't i don't know if it's a locked what resolution or not as compared to uh the performance mode and the um fidelity mode where it like the 
the uh, the resolution changes to to keep the you know everything looking really good. I think this might just lock it at like 1440p or 1080p, and yeah. uh, but it's always 60 frames per second, and it's the ray tracing is always on. So I think that's kind of cool that like places or game companies are like, hey, we can like start actually giving like graphics settings for consoles mm, and like yeah like now there's going to be if this is a continued trait going forward there's going to be three options and choose which one works best for you yeah so it's like, cool to have those options do you want ray tracing in 60 frames per second all right just bot you know your resolution is going to be around like 1080p maybe 1440p but if if you want like the ray trace you know it's 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 cool it's a great option to have uh, i definitely will check it out when uh i start playing that game Cool. Um, I also started playing Demon Souls. Uh, yeah. I think, um, I think I'm gonna have to play like mainly focused on Spider-Man right now, so I don't know how much I'll, I'll play for it. Fair enough. But it is so gorgeous looking, and play it just feels so awesome to play. I'm really excited uh, to dive into it. <laughs> um, but the big, most important thing <gasps> is I finally beat Ori. Ori. Yeah, I saw you playing it. The Ori Wars. Yeah, I oh, beat Ori one. Sweet. So now we can play Will of the uh, Wisps. I already have it downloaded. I downloaded it like yesterday because I knew I was probably going to beat it today. Um, I can see how Ori was really kind of cool and good when it came out. Because uh, I feel like it kind of came out when like the Metroidvania rebirth began. Yeah, I think it was like 2016-ish. Um, Ori like, one came out in 2015. 2015. Yeah. Okay. So like visually, exactly. It's so to cool. the day, five years before Will of the Wisps. Ooh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like visually, it's so cool. The art is amazing. The the story's like cute and fun. Uh. But there's some weird like gameplay decisions that frustrated me a lot. In the first one. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. The whole the forlorn ruins. Uh, I hated that area where See, you're like, you'll have to remind me. Yeah, I never you, played you, through the, all of the first ones, so I'm not familiar. Oh, that's right, the first one at all. So you're like trans in like the beginning of the level, you like pick up this orb and it like creates like a little gravity circle, and you have to like transport it throughout the level. But the thing is, is you can only jump once, and so it like completely gets like by that point you almost have like maybe all of your like jump like uh, platforming abilities and so it just takes them all away and then you're trying to do this like clunky like uh like gravity platforming thing where like the there's spikes and you have to you have to like make sure you time your jumps perfectly so you don't fall on the spikes and die and it was so frustrating and there's this point where you have to collect uh, a couple pieces to open a door and they're like you're supposed to use the gravity ball to like navigate this like little thing and then like uh you'll you, like backtrack and get them but if you're really good at the platforming you can just uh use your abilities to kind of like barely get both pieces so mm -hmm. i just did that to completely bypass that stupid section <laughs> um and uh so I, I was getting really frustrated i almost quit the game like i was almost like you know what i'm just gonna play well the wisps like i don't want to wow. do this stupid thing and i'm glad i didn't because like the rest of the game uh was really good and it has a pretty satisfying i think ending uh and yeah uh 
I'm excited to play Will the Wisps now even more, I think, because it sounds like it's such a huge jump from it this is game. Of massive improvement. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to have, like, fun combat, not just smashing the X button and hoping the thing is in the range to attack the enemies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the combat is, that's is the, really that's fun. That's the biggest one. Especially, yeah. like, when you get more abilities and you're, like, zipping all around and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, just the pure gameplay feel of Will-O-The-Wisps makes it that much better. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you're going to be starting that within the next week, probably? Yeah, I'll probably... Uh, I'm going to make sure I play that here and there uh, between breaks of, of Cyberpunk. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm very interested to see your opinion on that uh, once you get it started. Uh, all right, cool. Well, if that's everyone's games that they've been playing, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we will discuss what our, uh, our categories for Game of the Year for the Game Sharks podcast probably going forward forever are going to be. So, yeah, we'll be back. All right. Okay, we are back, and we are going to discuss the Game Sharks podcast's official list of categories for what we are calling the Sharkies, the Game of the Year awards for us, right? And unless yes. someone comes up with a better name than the Sharkies, uh, not possible. The Jeffies, the, the Megalodon, the Megalodons. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think the general idea here is we already have kind of a list written, and I'm gonna go. We'll go through those, and then we'll touch on ones um, that we might have thought of that aren't part of this like rough list. And I think the biggest thing is kind of defining uh the categories i know that's a big question of ours yeah. like with the game awards they're by their definition of game of the year a animal crossing should not be on that list so it's i think making sure it's very clear what each category represents and what qualifies something for being nominated and winning yeah. that category and so we're i think our goal is to be a little more transparent about what goes into each category and the overall uh rules and regulations of our of our awards yes absolutely um, because even though the game awards uh, nominees technically are have a descriptor with them to accompany their nominations, all of the nominations are still done by basically what we're going to do with our process, which is all of the panels send in their top five games, and then whichever games get the most votes, like get nominated. Like that's how it works. Yeah. So. Uh, cool. Um, it's all not, right. It's not like, yeah, it's not like they selected games based on uh, based on their criteria. They literally voted for them already. So, uh, so I guess let's start with the obvious one, which is game of the year. This is the big right. one. <laughs> uh, so that that one's obviously going to be on there. And I think uh, the more important thing is us defining what we think game of the year is. So, I guess we can just kind of go around the table do we want to read the game awards equivalents and see how we feel about that or do we just want to from scratch come up with our own thing regardless of what uh theirs kind of looks like what are we thinking um well i don't want to just outright you know copy paste you know the game awards i think okay. it's a good uh starting point to keep in mind okay you know because we're probably going to be getting a lot of our ideas for categories from the game awards but we mm -hmm. will sprinkle in our own uh, unique choices 
Um, so I don't want I don't want to just you know take everything. Just steal doing. it. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. So what in their language? disqualifies Animal Crossing, technically. So so their definition is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. So I think oh, that... Our, te- our argument is that it is not a technical Crossing good does game. not. Yes. Okay. I, that was our argument, is that and based on that definition... So not... Uh, like, there are a lot of weak aspects of that game's design. Yeah, that's that's it, what we're getting at. Yeah, it's not in, a, in, in our opinion... Yes. Yeah, right. um, okay. So, um, so I think a, a kind of a big factor here is better, and it's similar to our, our fish scale. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's better than the the sum of its parts. It it's like more than it it adds together to be more than kind of what it is on paper. Does that make sense? Like it's a yes. game. I don't know. What are we what are we thinking? What are you guys thinking? Give me some of your your thoughts about what we would define as game of the year. It's hard to like quantify really or it's hard to like put into, into mean, words. It's it's the best game of the year. Shut up, Derek. I don't know. I guess like play wise, graphical wise is technical so, wise yeah what if we say like, just overall the best yeah so what if it's something along the lines of across across gameplay visuals and performance this game uh exemplifies the best in gaming in this year yeah, because it's not because like, like you're gonna have subcategories of like you know Ex- oh yeah absolutely platformer all this stuff but like bare bones graphical wise performance like gameplay technicality wise like yeah so I think played the best looked the best overall yeah I think those are the biggest three it's it's gameplay visuals and performance so you I mean, you would say. I've- Story. I don't think that we should include visuals in this at all. Yeah, I don't think but, visuals should matter. So, I uh, think it, it, I think it it should has a play. I'm not saying it has to be the thing that does all three of those the best, but it should be important. You I, know, maybe maybe. But I maybe, don't think it, I don't think it should be in our definition. Right? Art design is like a better than visual. I, I don't you know, like I think this. I think game of the year should like. Like kind could should heavily favor like just game design, generally like the overall but, design um, of the game. N- I think that visuals does become important. It's hard for a game to look bad, but if like say a game looks like absolute dog shit but plays fun, like I don't think that can necessarily it it could win game of the year. But I think it definitely deters from it if it looks bad. It's just like not in a like well, if, yeah I a super mud- like, like well, Assassin's yeah, game- Creed Odyssey like it's or Valhalla. It's not necessarily like specifically like oh the last of us 2 looks the most like real people therefore it wins it's more so like hades has like a style to it you know it, it like it looks pretty whereas assassin's creed valhalla looks muddy do you, do you see what i'm getting at no yeah so i so i feel like vi- like visuals isn't the greatest Vig- oh yeah uh... i'm not necessarily saying graphical fidelity more so than like visual style yeah and I feel like that is super important to include. In 
our in, game of the year category. Yes. Because if you compare games like Hades and Animal Crossing, which one of those games looks better? Animal Crossing. You're insane. Well, Hades, I would say yeah. that Animal Crossing has a really good art style for what it's trying to do. Okay. Maybe that wasn't a good example. But you but like I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Your is, your example of Hades versus Assassin's Creed Valhalla was the, was a the better good example. example. Okay, <laughs> I guess I just I just don't understand what we're arguing about right now. That like, you you we... don't think the way the game looks is important. When... I didn't say I didn't say it's not important. I just don't think it should be a defining characteristic of this specific category because there are other categories that focus on this. Yes, but I'm saying when when we are, I'm I'm, I'm saying it is a factor, just not yeah. as much of a factor as you're making it out to be. I think it should be as big of a factor. I think it's important. I think it should be equal parts of all of those things. I strongly disagree. So I I think I would lean more towards uh, Andrew here as well. I would think that uh, gameplay is the most important, and game design, and then after that, the kind of like supplementary aspects yeah like, the extra like credit is and visuals yeah soundtrack you know like a game can't win solely because its soundtrack blew every other game out of the water and nothing compares to it like no it has to also be competitive in those other aspects as well like i yeah. i think hades is a great example of its uh gra- like its game design is what really makes it stand out, and then its voice acting and its story and its visuals give it like a little bump, you know. But isn't it these little bumps that's what pushes a single game over to being the game of the year? Right, but all that's of what these I'm games saying. are gameplay, like amazing gameplay. It's, that, it, I it's, think that's what matters when. So I think that stuff it does matter. Because it is the small increments that's going to push one game ahead of another, and I think that needs to be included in the definition. Right? Tikan, what do you think? I, I mean, that's pretty much what I initially said. Yeah. Because um, for, like, for overall, yeah, you're going to take those those things that give it that, like, slight bump slight bump slight bump to overall like it's the best like you're looking at the overarching but like yeah like every game that we're going to nominate for game of the year is going to be an amazing game to play that's a given but you're going to look for the things that give it that like special edge yeah are we are we looking to describe what the criteria is to make it into the category or what the criteria is we look for when making the decision to put both? to make a game game of the year probably both right it needs to at least meet that minimum bar in order to be considered but then like yeah what pushes it over to be the game of the year in in the game awards one it's recognizing a game that delivers so they are talking about specifically the game that wins in their description the game that wins yeah okay I guess I, I I guess I my my thinking was more along the lines of of what could potentially like what we would look for when nominating, but uh, I I would say your description goes more into what I would what we would look for when choosing specifically. Yeah, I, and that's I, what I'm looking for here. 
Okay. Because well, the nominations in it by themselves are more of like a, a starting point. And obviously there's a lot of discussion that's going to surround which games do we nominate in the first place because there is a cutoff and there's probably multiple games more so than the number of nominees we'll have that are deserving. However... I, I, was say, I also think the four of us would also probably nominate different things based on different reasons in those four categories you know yeah and that's that's the thing it's like yeah nomination is fine and we're going to deliberate what games get nominated and that's where the main discussion is going to be but then we're going to vote and not see each other's vote so then it's going to be determined basically by the winner is going to be determined by our own personal preferences and just like in an aggregate kind of uh, rating system but it's going to be we're going to discuss the nominations and like that's something we're going to have to like come to an agreement on sorry agreement on Andrew. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, you, have, you've already proven me wrong. It doesn't matter. I'm subconscious self-conscious about it now that every time I say it I'm like wait. You questioned me, but wait, no, that's right. Mobby. Um but yeah, I think I think the way a game looks i think a way the game sounds all of this stuff is relevant to when you're saying like this is my game of the year because not only does it play super well but it looks cool as hell and it sounds really good you know yeah i i agree with you okay but i just don't i don't think it should be quite on the same level as the game design like i think yeah it's, but it's, that doesn't mean like, we should like, exclude let's it say it's like, like I, okay that's and that's fair but I'd say, like, you know, mentally, when we're, like, if we had to, like, quantify it, then I would say it's, like, game design 50, like, visuals 25, soundtrack 25, as an example. that That's obviously not the whole scope of it. but Yeah. But even in that example, it's, like, okay, game pl- or visuals and sound is, is, is as important as game design, you know? That was just an example. But, was, yeah, but you get my point. And, and that goes yeah, back no, no, to, no. like, the very first thing that I said where it's, like, it's greater than the sum of its parts. Everything yes. comes together into this super cohesive, amazing package. So I think that while that stuff, it's not as important as how the game plays. Obviously, how the game plays, especially for us uh, at Game Sharks, we've all been pretty vocal that gameplay is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a given. So what if we label it as like the game that we enjoyed most playing while also having great style I don't know. The game that delivers the best experience. So if 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 we agree that like for us the greatest thing is in the end gameplay, then why not make that what defines our game of the year? Why not make that what makes us different than the game awards? Is we as a group solely do think gameplay is the most important and are willing to take a chance on a game that might be faulty in those other areas but the gameplay really does stand it apart so much that we think it could deserve because i i know actually this is actually based on what you said just now derek that throws me more into jeff's camp because if we were going to do that then we would just have a category that's best gameplay yeah okay there we we go that's okay then yeah because i was gonna say it's like my my i have a personal game of the year list that i have had running since the beginning of the year and i constantly like switch and adjust things and i would hit my list would look very different if this was solely on gameplay okay yeah i I think that's fair then if 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 we think we're going to have or if our plan is to have categories that really do dive into those specific things 
then I think it's fair that uh, the the game of the year category is the sum of those subcategories, the yes. best of those that fits all those things too. And I okay. think we should have nuanced categories because I think the game awards categories are fun and they definitely celebrate gaming in a way, but they don't really get into the minutia and the grittier aspects of game design that I think that we as a platform will give the chance to recognize. Yeah. Okay. So, so how exactly do we want to phrase this? Um, what about something like the game that offers the best, uh, or the the best experience across best ex, ex, cons consistently offers the best experience across multiple aspects of game design, or something? Do we want to? Do we want how close that is to the Game Awards description? I forgot it. Theirs is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. So it sounds so like we're on the pretty same. Pretty much the same thing I just said. Yeah, it sounds like we're basically on the same page as them. Right, but we, I think, will probably ours based on the definition alone will be a little more in line. Yeah, and we won't nominate Animal Crossing. We will not. No. Full, okay. So yeah, <laughs> pull that pull, pull that bandaid off now. Uh, Andrew, I didn't even play it. Write down what you just said, and then we can we can tweak it as time goes on and right. like really refine it. But that seems like a good. So basically, we're in the same page as the game. After all of that discussion, we're basically <laughs> right. In the however, same page. however, I think it's I think it's fine to to do that because we're going to include more nuanced categories. Yeah, I agree. Like we don't have to. We can keep this one broad because we're going to have others that don't. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Speaking of before, nuance, well, I, how about before we um, before we get into another category, we like kind of set the general rules for like our like what games are eligible and stuff like okay, that. Okay, you want to do general rules? Uh, all right. Well, let's start off with how many nominations should we have? I'm thinking maybe between five or six. I think one of those. Yeah, I have five currently in the Google Doc. Okay. Um, it's basically it's pretty arbitrary. It, it just, is. I, I think it, but it I think we should pick one and to, stick to it. Yeah, like I don't think we should do five for one category and six for another category. Correct. I think I five think, is a pretty solid number. Yeah, I, was, I I think because we we know we want to kind of dive into these more uh, kind of nuanced categories that five is a good number because like I feel like when you have bigger things, it's like oh I want to like nominate this thing but it doesn't quite fit into all of these things so i'm gonna so, make this category a little bigger just so i could squeeze it in so it gets at least get some recognition or yeah. something like that i think we've we're pretty aware that we don't want to do that we don't want to do the yeah. thing where it's like oh i want this to win something so i guess i'll vote for it here or I, yeah we're more I just so want it to be the... recognized with a nomination you know yeah and we also want to avoid a situation where we run out of space in a category so we have to put something in there as like the fifth nomination like they did for pokemon cafe mix yes uh exactly and i think that's less likely to happen if we have five instead of six exactly so i say yeah we'll have five nominations per category cool and obviously that's probably going to uh you know like that'll uh be at a slight detriment to us because that means that we're going to have to cut even more games out of some particular categories that they might otherwise be deserving yeah and that'll be um, a fun discussion so to have certainly will there uh, uh so what was the other thing that you wanted to talk about Andrew? um well so we can say like all remakes and remasters of any kind will not be considered 
Yeah, so hour. so it's like uh, Final Fantasy VII remake will be because mm. it, remakes can be. Yeah, but, we mean but, we mean stuff more along the lines of like ports and or like Demon Souls, like yeah, uh, like Final Fantasy Royal, VII remake. Yeah, Final Fantasy is an entirely different game. Yeah, those are two separate video games. Whereas Demon Souls, Persona Five Royal, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, those are all like remasters exactly so, effectively w- would it be worth having a category of best remaster i have that written down <laughs> yeah yeah we, yeah I'm, I'm fine with having that like best yeah but i have that, that i have it written tricky. as best remaster slash re-release slash whatever okay all right cool i'm fine with that um okay so yeah we will exclude any remasters and re-releases yep but if the game is fully remade then so like Resident Evil Two last year, that game was like yeah. top to bottom remade. Right. Yeah. Therefore, it can be nominated because it yeah, is basically that's, a that's game. the that's kind of the the line. Okay, excellent. So uh, ba- so games I currently have written down that will be excluded are Xenoblade Definitive Edition, Persona Five Royal, Demon Souls, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, Pikmin Three Deluxe, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, Wonderful One Hundred One, and Super Mario Three D All Stars. Okay. And farts, according to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was trying to type that in faster than you were reading, but I didn't get it in time. I was hoping you would just, like, without missing a beat, just read farts at the end of that list. That would have been fucking great. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, cool. So that kind of, like, covers those two things, which I think were Yeah, important. just as, like, rules of thumb. Get it out yeah. of the way now. Okay, sweet. Um, So the next one that we have on our list is best game with a shark in it. I think this is fun. I think this is silly and stupid in a good way. I do think, however, we should rephrase it to best use of a shark in a game. I like that. Because if it's best game. Right now we have Crash 4, Maneater, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yep. Um, Oh. So, yeah, because if it's just best game with a shark in it, then you. The shark is irrelevant. Just like a pseudo game of the year. Yeah, the shark is irrelevant. It doesn't matter how it's used. It's just like, what game did I like the most that happened to have a shark in it? So it's the best. The best use of a shark in a game, I think, is yeah. Fun. And it obviously, I think that's better wording. That's just a silly game sharks thing that we'll do, yeah, um, every year. And you miss. I'm sure there will be a year in the future where there are zero nominees. <laughs> uh, but for now, we have three. If anyone knows of any other games with sharks uh, in them, Hyrule Warriors. Did that have a shark in it? Yeah, technically. All right, All right put it on there, I guess. Yeah, it was in. Uh, well, we'll get. We'll officially announce the nominees at another time. But yeah, yeah, this isn't the nominee episode. Uh, all right, next we got game direction. So this is like, well, how would this, you? This is this is a hard one to define. It's, yeah, it's a weird one to articulate because like I kind of know what they mean, but it's hard for me to like put it into words. So th- um, uh, the game awards uses a they they do the thing where they repeat the the thing in its definition but they have a phrase in here creative vision i think that is a super important phrase that defines this it's like yeah yeah, the cohesive creative vision of a game like the game that nails its theme like does that's doing something interesting and nailing what it's trying to do yeah the it's like yeah the game that uh that best delivers on its vision, right? Yes. I think that's a great way of saying it. The be- the game that yeah. best delivers on its creative vision. 
I think okay, that's that makes sense. really good. Yeah. Nice. We I'm 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 impressed that we got that so easily. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I mean, understand like I've... before, but that actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been trying to, like, articulate it to myself forever, and I just could never, like, put it into words. But that makes sense, yeah. Cool. Uh, we have Best Soundtrack, which I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. The yep. game that just sounds, has the best music. The and best, I think... But the best collective soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, Next, you have best song slash individual soundtrack. Yeah, um, or, I feel or like this individual one's... track itself. Like it's just another word for song. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a difficult thing because then yeah, we're gonna be I like know. cherry picking songs. Like a... Yeah, it was more of just a like a let's like we'll see like maybe we'd be able to highlight because there are certain games right where like I like the soundtrack as a whole uh better than others but there are certain songs from other games that are some of my favorite in all of games for example the opening uh the title sequence song for Mega Man 3 is one of my favorite video game songs ever but i wouldn't call Mega Man 3 soundtrack my one of my favorite soundtracks yeah that's fair i feel like it's a super specific category and yeah a too- i thought it might have been uh might have been fun but i obviously understand if we want to pass on it all right is everyone else cool with nixon this one sure Derek. <laughs> Uh, Best individual song slash yeah. track. Because I'm trying to like think of some stuff, and I I I can definitely think of some things, but then I'm also thinking, well, I think these games also fit into the best soundtrack scenario anyway. Yeah, so. I feel like it would. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Well, right. I I mean, the my example from this year, I guess, would be the the fucking Caro Caro Bonito Bug Snacks song. Bug Snacks. That's not right, even in the right. game. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's in the it's in the credits. Oh, that's right. It is in the credits. Um, all right, cool. I'm gonna get rid of this. That's fine. Deleted. Best quarantine game. I think that's a fun idea, but I feel like the only answer is Animal Crossing, and we all don't like Animal Crossing. So then, like after <laughs> Didn't that, what is even play it? After that, it's like okay, I'm just playing video games normally. I don't. I didn't consider any game for me a quarantine game. I just played yeah. games like I normally would. So it'd be hard for me to discern yeah, this category. I just yeah. played more. I threw that one. <laughs> I threw that one up kind of towards the beginning of the whole pandemic mm-hmm. transition. So it was more of a of a novelty. Yeah. Um, I like it as an idea, and I'm sure other places will do it and 100% <laughs> give it to Animal Crossing because that is the only game that I feel like got any sort of a boost because of the quarantine. You yeah. know, that's um, true. So Maybe Fall Guys, right here, we will say, "Ooh, yeah, Fall Guys too." I'm but like, I, I feel like both of those would have gotten popular regardless of the quarantine. They were yeah, just popular. I mean, maybe. All right, congratulations, Animal Crossing, for winning best quarantine game. <laughs> 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 um best backlog game this is a fun one because it's just us i'm absolutely fine with this it's just like and we don't even have to get super in-depth it's just like the game we liked most that we played in the backlog power hour yeah Yeah, and obviously and obviously like you can literally quantify this one because we've given them all rated reviews yeah um in our discussions but there might be a little bit of subjectivity that comes down to our individual votes and how those aggregate. So I think it'd be a fun category. It might switch up uh, what the expected outcome might be. Yeah, I think so too. Um, cool. So yeah, we can keep that one. Let's. Sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing. Best multiplayer. I'm trying to think if there's enough to fill this category. Yeah, sure there are. What do we got? We got like um, 
Fall Guys. Uh, okay. I was going to say Among Us, but that didn't release this year. Did not release this year. Um, no, no. Stuff like Spellbreak, Warzone, Black Ops. Warzone uh, didn't. Warzone release. was last year. No, right? Warzone came out this year. Oh, no, it came out this year. Did it? Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. yeah. I think my problem is like I would have to abstain from this because I didn't play a lot of multiplayer games. Yeah, and games. that's that's what I was just about to say is the only real stipulation with it is that we don't really play a lot of multiplayer Yeah, games. and the fact that you just talked about how shitty Black Ops multiplayer is or like Tcon was saying, it's really bad and Derek says he doesn't <laughs> I, like it either. I, I, and and yeah, the fact that you're listening as a potential it. nominee, it's like, okay, then we're just filling this category in. I, I, I play a lot of multiplayer games, Golf but with I, your friends. I, don't, I feel like not a lot came out this year that I played. Yeah. Um, I played a lot of Warzone. I think I this is an, another one where it's like it's a solid idea, but in, yeah. when you like really start to think about it, it doesn't kind of work. Yeah, I mean uh, for uh, and and obviously this is all catered to us as a collective. So I exactly, I think it should be a category, and it's something that th while this year I, it doesn't sound like we really can fit it, we should do better to try to fit it. Yeah, okay. maybe we can use and, this category next year as a catalyst to be like, hey, let's actually try out multiplayer games. Because something I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, Jeff, is something that I want to try and do by the end of December is sample a lot of like the free-to-play multiplayer like BRs, like Spellbreak and Hyperscape, for example. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll have to make a more conscious effort to play more multiplayer games. But like, I think we, oh, we've I been talking about playing Ghost of Tsushima Legends for like a month. That's true. And I finally... But like... We just got so... By the time I got the PS5 and got um, Ghost back from Jin, it's... Yeah. There's there's too many other things for me to focus on. Too many yep. games. Um, so we can abstain from this for this year, and then but next we'll year. We'll keep it in mind for next year. <laughs> yeah. Or I can nominate the five games, multiplayer games that uh -huh. I played this year. <laughs> Derek's best multiplayer game. <laughs> The oh, best I, multiplayer game that only Derek played. I think, obviously, <laughs> going back uh, to just, like, general rules, like, the game has to have launched this year. Oh, like, that was um, the... Yeah, Among that, Us that was, does that not was the count other for us. That Apex was the Legends other, um, doesn't count. That was the other uh, stipulation I wanted to bring up, is that at least one of us has to have played a game for it to be nominated. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, best art direction. The game that's most visually appealing to eyeballs. Or I think, uh, yeah, another way to, to phrase this might be best style. Yeah, I think so. Well, style can incorporate, like, I guess art direction would also incorporate, um, like, audio aspects. And you say style, I think of that as more of a cohesive uh, like like a theme uh, yeah like a full i feel like that style kind of falls into game direction kind of thing a little okay. bit more so whereas art direction is literally like my eyeballs likes to look at this because it's pretty <laughs> that's yeah. what, you know like the most simple like this is the visual category just basic because we also has best graphics slash animations yeah and i wanted to separate those because the game awards has them combined into best art direction and i don't think they're the same thing no i do not think so either like i think hades is a contender for best art direction whereas oh god yeah the last of us is like has some of the greatest animation in video games of all time but i wouldn't yeah. consider that good art direction you know Correct. Uh, so i i like these being two separate things whereas art direction is strictly like visually how it looks in its theme visually and then graphic slash animation is kind of more of like a technical thing correct so yeah style i think would also be a good word for our direction i think you can go back to that 
and I'll okay. just I will just disassociate like a greater theme. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this is one that I I threw on here that I really like. Best new character. So just a character. Yeah. So I like, like that it, one too. it can't be like oh Zelda because that's not a new yeah, character. Yeah. She's from Best a previous character that was introduced this year. Yes. Uh, so basically, most of the characters in Final Fantasy VII Remake would be excluded because they are all not new characters. They are from 1997. What about Roche? Roche is a new character. That's why I said most and not all. <laughs> Roche, actually, can we fucking not Roche? Uh, um, so yeah, best new character. A character that made their debut appearance in 2020. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. And it, it could just be something as simple and fun as like, yeah, this guy was goofy. Or uh, this guy was really sincere. And, and it was like... Or the best written character or something. Exactly. You know? Cool. Um, we have best narrative. That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, just the most well-told story. Mm-hmm. Um, pacing is probably a good thing to keep in mind. For pacing that. is super important for that. Um, yeah. Best no, writing. No. Do you think... So, does this fall under narrative or should it be its own thing and like more so refer to like dialogue and character interactions? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes to the dialogue yeah. and character interactions. All right. I, I think, think that's a good way of defining yeah. it. There's a lot of aspects uh, of writing that don't pertain directly to the narratives. Of so, yeah. Those. So, the tagline for that, not tagline, the, the kind of the descriptor the of that can be, um, yeah, best, best, uh, highest quality writing. Um, what are we looking for? Best character interactions and uh, lines. I don't know. Um, just Ma- made the know. game feel. Made the characters feel real. The the game this that is another, this is another one that's like hard to articulate. The game whose writing made the characters, characters come to life. Yeah had the best character interactions and made the characters come to life or made you care about the characters. Well, I mean, I don't th- I don't think that writing necessarily is directly related to characters either. I think, you know, writing exists elsewhere. Like there is no uh character interaction little to no character interaction in a game like The Pathless, but there's a lot of like lore tidbits that you find throughout the game that I would consider part of the writing. I guess that's a good point. And you, so, like, descriptive. Uh, How about like the, the like, the. Mm, see, it's so hard to to yeah. to word it. Um, but like, kind of the most relevant writing, right? Yeah, the like, game. There's a lot of there's a lot of filler writing that exists in some areas of dialogue and like flavor text. Yeah. Um, so, what so like the game that had. The game with the best writing in regards to character and lore, character interactions yeah. and and lore the, expansion. Yeah, the how about the best articulate or like the most well articulated, uh, writing that is that either like either in dialogue or is relevant to the game's plot. Yeah. Or theme. That's that's yeah lore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me cool cool uh all right here's another one that i threw on here best moment <laughs> yeah uh just like an individual moment in the game obviously this one's gonna be super spo- spoilery mm-hmm. but like mine one of my number ones is the dance scene from final fantasy 7 when cloud 
dances and then <laughs> and then cross dresses like that was handled so well and it was just amazing uh so like something like that the like single moment in a game that you think back to and you're like damn that's good yeah. <laughs> that was a moment so i think that's a fun one Absolutely. i don't i don't think it needs a ton of explanation uh then we got best remaster re- release whatever we already kind of touched up on that one um so that's all the ones we have written down so are there any ones in people's heads that they want to consider do we want to do best performance i think that's a good one yeah so uh so the actor that uh brought the character to life in a way that made us care about them or i don't know something along those lines whether it's voice acting or motion uh capture Yeah. It's just like best performance. Yeah. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, cool. Works for me. Um I feel like we we judge indie games at like a comparable level to AAA games to the point where we don't need a best indie category. I can agree with that. That is true. Um true true true. true. So I'm scrolling down and I'm starting to see a lot of... So, like, do we want to go genre by genre? Part of me feels like no. Because I feel like I don't play enough games to fill in individual genres. You know, like, if we did a best yeah. J- or like a best RPG category, I played maybe, like, three or four and it's like, how do we fill those extra couple slots? You know? Yeah. And it's, it's like, then that that's we get to the point where we're just filling in. Unless we combined them by like a large amount. But I feel like that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. That is, that's a weird one. You know? It's like, I like the yeah. idea of being like, oh. But, but I like, do the Oscars have... And I'm not saying we have to do what the Oscars do. I'm just curious. Do they have best romance, best comedy, best drama, best documentary? I think they might do they? actually I have, have no be- idea. I don't think they I do. feel like something does. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I mean, like so, some I want to say some shows or some award shows do split it up. Some yeah. don't. I don't think the Oscars does, but like yeah, the Emmys it. does okay. kind of. Yeah, that's TV, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm kind of starting to think that we might have gotten everything that we wanted. I can't think of much else. Um, um, I mean, how, how much like grittier do we want to get with like individual aspects of game design? Cause we could do things like best combat or best action or uh like best movement best like game feel um i don't know i feel like that starts to get too specific yeah yeah i don't know i don't know how do you feel derek i i just i'm starting to feel too that like i I don't know we we don't play every single game that comes out and so like we might start getting into these nitty-gritty categories but like the pool the the five games and them might end up being the same 
five games every single time over and, and over just, yeah it's like uh, okay like are, are we just kind of just like hey i just want to talk about how great of a game ghost of Tsushima was so let's make sure there's there's seven categories that it could win awards for you know <laughs> like best game with a sword best game with a samurai best game, best game <laughs> place in japan oh yeah Yakuza could win that one like <laughs> a dragon um okay how what about best feeling game is that yeah, something that can be distinguished like enough? And that like kind of like that's the one that's like solely gameplay. Like it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what the game looks like, it doesn't matter what the like, acting does, is or anything. How does the game how does the game feel to play? And that can mm-hmm. that kind of encompasses, you know, like movement and combat. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. So like what if it's the category is just best feeling game regardless of visuals or or graphical or fidelity? So wouldn't we yeah. just call that best gameplay? I get, do we not have one that's best gameplay? No, I think gameplay is too broad of a term. Like I think ga- I think like the best feeling game or best game feel is like yeah. I, 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 I feel like to the sentiment. I think they mean the same thing, but I I'm kind of in agreement with Andrew here, where it's like I don't know best feeling game. It just feels like a a more personal award okay then gameplay yeah do you get that's fair it's hard to describe yeah. i think they i think they are interchangeable honestly um <laughs> but just like when you tell me oh what game has the best gameplay i start thinking about it too technically where when you say what game feels the best it's more of like it's a personal thing you know yeah okay like I, here's, yeah. here's the example i'll sense. give um bug snacks like when i think of bug snacks i i think it's it that game feels pretty good to move around and i like the physics of how your character moves however like the gameplay of that game is so all-encompassing of like the catching of the bug snacks and the traps and everything and the in the characters so like those are two very different things yeah i get what you're saying and yeah i have an example of like compare valorant which is like that game has amazing gameplay, but Ori and the Will of the Wisps feels good. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I got okay. You. All right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's like Valorant. I'm not when I'm playing Valorant. I'm not like, oh yeah, this feels great. It's just like it is what it needs to be, and it's great at what it is. But like Ori, it's like, ooh yeah, I'm really feeling this. You know. Yeah. Uh, maybe okay, maybe a saying. better way to explain this is like ease of control, like the game that feels easiest to to navigate. Uh, I feel like when you frame you know? it like that, it can can start to like exclude. Well, that's the, that's things. more of like a ballpark, you know. Yeah, yeah. What do we what? Like, what did we have so far? What was like the one we mostly decided on? The what do you mean? So what? It's just we're calling this best feeling game, right? That's what I currently have written down. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm content with that, and it's just like the game that speaks to your soul. The the game that controls the best in your heart (laughs) i don't know uh i don't know yeah i feel like this this category can kind of be like the 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 little the extra sauce on top of the sunday category you know it's like best feeling game i don't fucking know my brain's starting to turn to mush on me (laughs) (laughs) um are we okay with mixing sound design and just kind of incorporate like I don't know. 
I feel like, like every year. Design, you mean? Yeah, usually it's just Call of Duty every year. It's like, oh, they did a real good job of making those guns sound like guns. Yeah. It's like I, I don't. Really, I personally don't really feel qualified to talk about audio design particularly. In that, yeah. I'm fine with That's that. That's fine with me. Um. Uh, innovation in gaming. I'm looking at what the Dice Awards ones are now. So, like, the game that did something differently the most. But now I'm looking through this list and I was like, what what would what would win? Nothing. All of these games are some offshoot of an existing game. Yeah. You know? So I mean probably Half Life Alex is really the They also haven't out. they haven't done that award since twenty fourteen, so they obviously oh, gave okay. it up for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean um, I would have put Breath of the Wild in that category. Yeah, and it's like th- I feel like that's more so one where it's like when a game comes around that does in like push video games forward uh no that's more of a tech demo that's just like hey look how fast this console is look at how cool this controller not quantify as no uh, but again my point was going to be like this you wouldn't have nominations there would just be like a winner winner. yeah so i think it's something we can exclude i think we've come we've gotten to a point where like we're pretty good you know, yeah. I feel really and this good about can can grow and change as the years go by. Yeah. But like as a, as our starting some, year. Yeah. We can add some year to year specifics like the best quarantine game was going to be. Exactly. Yeah. If for some reason there is like a thing that's very specific to that year, then we can include it. Um, OK, Andrew, read us off the list that you got. So we got. Game of the Year, the game that consistently offers the best experience across all aspects of game design, the best use of shark in a game, uh, which is pretty self-explanatory, best game direction, the game that best delivers on its creative vision, Uh, best soundtrack, pretty self-explanatory, pretty uh, best backlog game, again, self-explanatory, best multiplayer game, which we will have in consideration for the future but we'll be excluding from this year's awards yes yes uh best art direction the game with the most appealing and consistent style across its visual design uh best graphics slash animation which again self-explanatory uh best new character i put the most captivating and unique character that was introduced to a game or series i like that uh best narrative self-explanatory best writing uh the most well-articulated writing that enhances character interaction or dialogue or is relevant to the lore best moment uh i'll put the the single moment from a particular game that uh that is or like let's say that it's the Let's say the, the the single most memorable moment from from a particular game. Yeah, that works. Uh, best performance, self-explanatory, and best feeling game, or best game feel, uh, which I was in the middle of writing a description for. Do you have a good description for that? Um, the game that the game that controls. That has the best feeling and most seamless controls. So, okay. So I'll put the game that is the most satisfying to pilot. Yeah. Uh, And and what? That's that's good for now. Okay. 
We'll keep it there. I'll add something if I think about it. If I think of it. All right. I feel good about this. Yeah. It's a good solid amount of uh, categories here. Things to consider. Indeed. <sighs> okay. Cool. Well, that was pretty easy. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> I feel I like we had the biggest contention about Game of the Year, and we we kind of all agreed, but it was just more so the exact wording of it. But I think we all... Yeah, but I think the wording is important. Yeah, but I think we're all on the same page at this point. Yep. Yeah. It's like all-encompassing, you know? What the fuck? What's the best Game of the Year? You know? You goons. Um, okay. Let's wrap this up with some trivia. How's that sound? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, so how are how are you doing this again over So, so you're just it's going to be an honor system. Basically, I'm going to ask a question, you're going to write down your answer either in your phone or on your computer or something. Um or honestly, you don't have to write it down cuz I can't check you. Uh but like sure. think of an answer and then I'm going to call on you one at a time and then tell me what your answer was. Um no no doing the thing of, "Oh, I had this in my head, but Andrew said this and I know that that's right, so I'm going to change my answer to that." It's an honor system. Don't be that guy. Um. I so have yeah. No honor. Yeah, I have no honor. <laughs> um. Tico okay. didn't even play that game. I think he's talking about Avatar. Is he? <laughs> yeah, just, it was just a joke. But yes, uh, definitely one of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the theme for this week's trivia is the Game Awards. Wow. Oh, shit. Um. So yeah. We'll see how this goes. Could be fun. Could be terrible. Question number one. What was the 2019 game of the year at the Game Awards? Uh, so, this, yeah. Last year, the Game Awards. What was the game of the year? Tikan, I'm going to have you go first on this one. Because I have a feeling you have no idea. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember what came out last year. Modern Warfare. Uh, Andrew. I think he should have at least given him the nominees. Uh, it was Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Derek? It was Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. It was indeed Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Oh. Have you ever even heard of that game? I have, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like another Souls-type game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. the most recent FromSoft game. Yeah. All right, question number two. Who runs the Game Awards? It's one of the individual? most yeah. It's one of the okay. most famous people, individual people in video games. Tikan, we're gonna have you go first again on this one. <laughs> Tikan, who runs the game awards? <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Ferrara. Ooh, uh, mm, close. <laughs> Derek. Uh, it's actually uh, Jeff Keeley. Andrew? It is Jeff Keeley. It is Jeff Keeley. You were close, Tikon. <laughs> that name does sound familiar. Yeah, he's the guy. Does he get half a point for he's the Jeff? The guy. I'll give Tikon half a point. All right. Take all it. right. Question all number <laughs> three. What was the first year the Game Awards were held? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. How far back do the Game Awards go? The big question. Um, is- all right. Yes. Does this count before the name changed? Um, what was it called before? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> then no. I believe that answers your question. Um. All right, Andrew. What year did the Game Awards start? Twenty fifteen. Uh, Tcon. What year? Twenty 
2010. Derek? I said 2015. It was 2014. <sighs> you guys were very, very close. But not. I want to say before it was the Game Awards, it was the Spike Video Game Awards. Is that the I same saw... thing? I saw something yeah. about that. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Oh, you know where I saw that recently? I was looking at the Resident Evil 4 case, and it won the Spike Video Game Awards 2005 Game of the Year. So now I'm remembering it. It. it um. They canceled it, and then Jeff created the Game Awards because he Jeff hosted the video game awards the spike video game awards oh, did he yeah gotcha okay that makes <laughs> sense um all that, right. that started in 2003 i think yeah uh, 2003 was the first yeah. spike video game awards yeah 2014 was the first video game awards because yeah the spike video game awards the vgx is what it was called happened in yep. 2013 uh. um all right question number four where do the video game awards take place? I'm looking for the name of the venue. You can get a half point the if you venue. Uh, yeah, you can get a half point uh, if you tell yeah. me like the location. Uh, Maybe I can get obviously, it's the first one in 2014 didn't happen here, and then obviously this one isn't happening. But where has every um, game awards taken place since then? Mm, nope. We're gonna have Derek go first on this one. Uh. What's that place called? The L.A. Convention Center. <laughs> Andrew? Uh, the Barclays Arena. T-Con? Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. T-Con gets half a point. Yeah, I got a point. <laughs> Woo! Uh, it's the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Oh, uh, I yeah, knew it. Oh. Yeah, it's I one of those things where it's like, name. oh, of course. Um, All right. I didn't even know that that was a real thing. Question number five. The first Video Game Awards in 2014, what was Game of the Year? I knew you were going to ask that. Oh, man. I don't know what games came out in 2014. You were just a baby back then. I literally know every single other one. I was 2014. A wee baby. What was the Game of the Year at the Game Awards in 2014? I know every other Game Awards Game of the Year, except for this one. Where uh, was I in 2014? All right, T-Con, you need to get this right to have a chance to tie. <laughs> so, T-Con, we're going to have you, you go first. Jokes? What, was, uh, what, what was the game of the year in 2014? Oh, God. I don't know what came out that year. Halo 4. Derek, what was the game of the year in 2014? I don't know. I don't know what games came out that year. Derek, I, I, I this is a you, you like went too far back. <laughs> yeah, I right. have to physically remember what games came out in 2014. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Bloodborne. Andrew, oh fuck, Bloodborne's a good. Did Bloodborne come out in 2014? That's a good guess. Mm, oh fuck. <laughs> Gotta Dude, give me something. Have... You're right, I do. Uh, Rocket League. I don't fucking know. The game of the year in 2014 was Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, yeah. oh, Derek, I felt like game. <laughs> I felt like you would have known that one, but all right, I I was trying like I that was one that like I played and then just didn't like, so I stopped playing it. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right, we got to do the tiebreaker. Tigon, you do not get to participate in the tiebreaker. I am sorry. Oh, that's uh, fine. <laughs> I mean, you can you can give us an answer. It just won't count. Oh, I will. Uh, all right, boys. How many people watched the Game Awards in 2019? 
concurrent. How many viewers? Yeah. How many concurrent viewers were there for the 2019 Game Awards? We're going to have Andrew go first. 200 million. We're going to have Derek go second. 5 million. And we're going to have Tegan go for fun. A lot. It was uh, a lot, yeah. The winner is Derek, who was off yes. by 40 million. It was 45.2 million. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you were pretty far away. I was off by 160 million. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Derek, for winning this episode of Trivia. Yes. All right. And um, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Everyone, Test. expect to expect to hear Tcon's voice more often on the podcast. He's going to be a part of all of the game of the year discussions going forward, just because he has played more games than Adam has. Adam, um, Adam doesn't play a lot of new games. So I don't have a life. So that's pretty much all I do. <laughs> uh, so I thank would argue you that you have a life. Thank you for coming uh, on Tcon. You know, thought, it was my pleasure. I thought of, uh, I finished that description for okay. best game feel. Uh, I put the game that is the most satisfying to pilot and offers the smoothest overall gameplay loop. I like it. Cool. That sounds good to me. Um, all right, cool. You can find us on Instagram at Game Sharks Podcast. You can find our website, thegamesharks.com, where we will have a list of all of these categories. We will have a list of nominations, and when it is time, you'll be able to vote for your game of the year. We're going to have a viewer uh voting aspect and it will have some sort of percentage factor into uh the winners for us we'll give you more details about that as we get closer and you can email us at game sharks podcast at yahoo.com just like steve did send us any questions that you want us to discuss um yeah or send me trivia for the boys they they always enjoy getting trivia from people other than me uh with that we are finn That's no music.